Welcome to a special episode of Good Movie Monday, the second of our summer edition episodes, Ben. Uh, it's great to be with everybody. It's good to have you with us. Um, not your typical episode, which which is a good thing because our regular show is on. It's resting for the summer, right, Ben? Are you are you rested? Uh, yes. yes. <laughs> Excellent. I've just woken up from a nap. <laughs> Excellent. Uh, we have something very special for everybody today. But first, my name's Glenn Cochran and everyone's favourite wingman is here, Captain Chaos himself. Ben Helwig. Uh, is that is that my nick- I forgot my nickname. <laughs> <laughs> that was a really good cue for you to go. Dun, 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 dun. Dun. No, okay. <laughs> no. If you've got a joke, I'll step on it. Excellent. Well, for your first time listeners, uh, you've picked a great episode to start with. This one is a beauty. We are joined here by the man with the majestic mullet, the purveyor of chalky milk, and the king of the slip and slide himself, Aaron Gox. Goxy. Hey guys, thanks for having me. <laughs> Bloody great to have you here. That was a lovely intro. Thanks. Oh, we do our best. <laughs> Three good things to be known for. <laughs> Hair, chalk, milk and slip and slide. <laughs> yes. What more do you need in life, you know? Oh, well, exactly right. And we are all chalky milking right now. Oh, yeah. It's going to... It'll be interesting to see how I go hosting the show on chalky milk. I've never done it before. <laughs> no, and uh, I'm incredibly lactose intolerant, so this is going to oh. be fun for nobody. <laughs> well, you do have the lactose-free one. It is lactose-free, but as I was telling you off-air, I did, I did try it. And uh, not as lactose-free as uh, <laughs> as one would like. Did you make it home in time? I I did. <laughs> made it just just in time, and I think I was in the I would have been in the in the toilet for about three hours. I reckon, oh like both legs well and truly gone to sleep. <laughs> Pins and needles. I could have I could have performed ingrown toenail surgery on what? my toes because they were that dead <laughs> from me sitting on that toilet for so long. That's an interesting way to start the show. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, once again, welcome, Goxie. This is going to be a Goxie's Choice kind of episode. We're going to, in other words, just talk about some of your favourite movies. That sounds like a treat. I'm <laughs> always trying to like get people to watch things, and so, yeah, it's good to... Excellent. Well, that's what we do. We talk movies. We, we're not very good at talking about comedy, so we may as well. We're in our, our wheelhouse now, mate. You're in our world. Yeah. <laughs> but before we do that, everyone should know that our website is goodmoviemonday.com. Go and check it out. Follow all the links to our social media pages. Um Lots of fun stuff. We're going to be back in March for a proper full season. Um, and uh, don't forget to drop us a line on social media if you do find my hidden KFC review page. <laughs> it's an Easter egg on the site. I've been to every KFC in Victoria, every single one of them. There's a review of all of them. You'll find out which is the best KFC to go Well, that's to. all right. Until we come back as well, there's plenty of great episodes to go and um, backtrack through. Do you remember any of our guests from the year, Ben? No. <laughs> no, I don't. You might remember Danny and Michael Philippou. No, who are from they? the Talk to Me directors. Oh, I like that movie. Um, Lucky McKee, Mayan Bialik, Lorenzo Di Bonaventura. I think, in my defence, I was only involved in the Lucky McKee interview of <laughs> yeah. those ones that you mentioned. I wasn't on any of the no, others. No, you're in way can more I, than that. Can I just say about the KFC? So I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I, I've, I think you should go back a second time, just <laughs> in case you got the because they say that about reviewing food. You're like, what if you got the chef on a bit of an off day? And that is true. Yes. Yeah, so you're gonna have to do it all a second time. Or do it again. Well, I mean, yeah. that is a it's a hidden feature on our website, a bit like their hidden menu on the app. Yeah. Yeah. That's a thing of beauty. That. Yeah, you got to pull down. Yeah. Secret society. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's if you if you know, you know, and if you like don't, 
tough. It's like an Adams family sort of bookcase <laughs> revealing <laughs> another right. room sort of thing. Oh, that's right. I could do with the KC room. Do you remember there was that there was that nightclub in? Jeez, uh, it's one of the what's the end of the line stations? Not Cranbourne, Beckenham, the other one. I have no idea. Ferntree Gully and um, Belgrave. Belgrave. Oh yeah. In Belgrave, there was a nightclub there. Ruby's Lounge. Ruby's, yeah. and you go downstairs, and it's got the it's got the secret bookcase into the private room. <laughs> yeah. Wow, which is amazing. And I always that was my go to zombie apocalypse <laughs> yeah. uh, hiding space. <laughs> Mm. Move over, Puffing Billy. There's a new, yeah. um, <laughs> There's a new pride of the Belgrave era. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right. Um, but that impressive guest list I was sort of talking about is because now we're adding Goxie to the list. So it's like you know, we are. It's the Mount Olympus of guests, as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> <laughs> but I want to just run through a few things here, Goxie. Just to, things that describe you. You're a stand-up comedian, an internet sensation that that you know make some brilliant web videos. <laughs> You're an actor of TV and film. You're an influencer that people don't know they need, embedded in the music scene, tapped into the youth culture. Uh, you've performed on Triple J's Like A Version. What am I missing, mate? Oh, that, that'll do. <laughs> Footy player? Oh, it was, it's funny the word influencer um, has a bit of a stigma around it. <laughs> but, um, I'm not one of those like girls who are... Well, I shouldn't make it a gender thing, but... Let's just be honest. It's, it's mainly girls, yeah. <laughs> but um, you know, asking for free meals and yeah. That's the thing. I wonder. Like, I just follow a lot of girl influencers <laughs> because most of the time they're the ones in bikinis. But I'm sure that well, I can a wear a bikini of, if you yeah. want. You know, <laughs> well, I do already follow you, so that would, uh, that, that's just going to make it even better. Yeah. <laughs> but I wonder, like, are, are there male? There must be male. Yeah, there are. There who are. are doing bikini yeah. photo shoots and like mankinis, the Borat one one pieces and stuff. Yeah, well, I think the. I don't know. I guess the male influences a lot of the, like sort of the fitness guys yeah. and uh, like real estate agents, and <laughs> <laughs> real real like, alpha like you know yeah yeah winning at life sort of thing. I don't call it winning at life, but, uh, <laughs> so that's what they call. It. I'd love to know what that feels like though. Winning in life, I, yeah. I assume that it means that if you're at home on a on a Saturday afternoon watching TV in your underpants, yeah, that's when you're winning at life. <laughs> well. You know, I'd like to be testing slip and slides. Yeah. <laughs> no, <laughs> I've seen what happens to a man that tests slip and slides, mate. Yeah. Does any slip and slide companies listening? <laughs> <laughs> ever ever been over a slip and slide with a stone underneath? I have. Yeah. <laughs> it's not fun. No. <laughs> there's there's, uh, there's various like hazards like that. Um, you know, like I went to my mate had a slip and slide back in the day, and half of it was on the grass and half was on the concrete. You know, yeah, it was the second half on the concrete too. (laughs) Well, um, my house, uh, it's my parents' house that I grew up in. Um, That's a common theme for kids. Um, (laughs) But the, yeah, like the hill in front was like so close to like the actual house. So yeah, there's a lot of like having to put on the brakes quickly. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, it ends at the fence. (laughs) Yeah. And then I, I didn't realize like as I started getting older, Getting a bit heavier, getting more pace. <laughs> I started finding myself like going right into the house. Okay, yeah. here's a question for you. So we're referring to a video you've made, The King of the Slip and Slide. <laughs> I want to know, like when you shot that video, was that painful? It was. <laughs> <laughs> there was a lot but of But no and pain, no gain, no, you know. <laughs> That's what I always tell myself when anything like the shooting hurts or has some issue, it's just like when people enjoy it, it's going to pay off. Yeah, yeah. Pay off yeah. <laughs> That's right. Like, you uh, won't remember the pain. <laughs> yeah. Um, Ocean Girl, have you seen that one? Yeah. <laughs> that was uh, in at the beach in winter. Yeah. Melbourne, <sighs> Melbourne sort of 
down around three, four, five degrees. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. And so that was one part of it was the coldness. Another part was after finished and then in the like w- weeks leading up after there was talk on the news about like a flesh-eating bacteria in the, <laughs> at that beach. Well, oh, no. I, I wasn't affected, but it was like, um, was that where we were filming? And I, they were talking about like some teenage boy got it on his leg and it's like eating his flesh and like, oh. yeah. <laughs> There's a sequel. <laughs> that's, why I always, uh, that's why I never want to go to South America where you hear about those, you go into the Amazon or whatever and they've got those like the... The the thing that swims it the up your pee hole, your pee hole and yeah. you're like that's the yeah. I used to think an ingrown toenail, which is the second time I brought up ingrown toenails <laughs> yeah. on the show so far, was the worst thing that could happen because I could never I could never conceive of somebody going near my toes with a knife. Yeah, but then I heard about the flesh eating penis bug, and I'm like, well, that's the <laughs> ultimate. Uh, yeah, I, I feel like yeah, South America, Central America seem like beautiful places, but. Sounds like there's a lot of animals that want to go inside you. Inside you, yeah. Like, you know, say what you will about the deadly animals in Australia. They don't <laughs> they, want to go just, inside you. Yeah, yeah. They, just, they just want to kill you. Yeah, yeah. Like a nice and simple, you know, quick, quick, pa- you know, maybe painful death. Mm. But they're not, yeah, they're not laying yeah. eggs under your skin or anything. They're like, sort of like a red bat. They're just like, cop that. Yeah. Just like, give you a quick sting. Yeah, in true Aussie style, it's a quick fuck you and yeah. then they're off. Yeah. Unless they're emus. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. Uh, there we go. Yeah. How do you like that for a little segue? Most dangerous predator on the Australian outback. <laughs> That's right. So you were in the Emu War, a film that yeah. Ben and I recently saw, and we nice abso- segue. <laughs> yeah, we absolutely loved it. Oh, thank you. Fantastic yeah. film. What very, a- very proud to be in that. Um, I would be too. When I was um, talking to the filmmakers, I just couldn't just stop gushing over them. <laughs> Everything about it is so wrong. It's right. Yeah. Well, um, obviously, like. It's great just to be in a movie flat out. Yeah. Um, there's not many movies get made. But on top of that, is for me, it was like being a fan of 90s action and there's action in it. You don't see many action comedies because mm-hmm. they're not easy to make. So, yeah, all those pieces added up, um, working and performing with friends from the comedy industry and, yeah, and also just getting revenge on emus. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, the takeaway for me, I, I learned how to get warm in a tent. Yeah, yeah. And I learned how to look... <laughs> Spoiler alert. <laughs> and I learned how to look for bush tucker. Yeah, that's yeah. it. <laughs> Good stuff. Well, I, I got I got tips from the horniest man in Australia, which is yeah. <laughs> important. Don't give away too much. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we're going to pick your brain about some of your favourite movies in a minute, but a question that I want to ask you about movies is, what was Little Goxie watching... At home, in front of the tally, videos. Um, yeah, so like I said, 90s kids. So Terminator 2 was on every couple of months yeah. on Channel 10. So probably watched that about 50 times. Home Alone, big one. Um, you know, all the 90s staples. But um, yeah, being a huge comedy fan, I loved my Jim Carrey, mm-hmm. The Mask, Dumb and Dumber, all that. Um, and also I really got into like the SNL ones. Like, yes, Night yeah. of the um, Roxbury and yeah, Ladies yeah. Man. I was a huge Chris Farley fan. You know, um, I think Beverly Hills Ninja is one of the most underrated comedies yeah. of all time. I remember, I remember going to school after watching Black Sheep. Yep, and yeah. and doing the big man in a little jacket yeah. to other kids. <laughs> that's, like, that was Tommy Boy. Yeah. Yeah, 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 Tommy Boy. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, not Black Sheep. Tommy Boy. Yeah. No, um, it's funny about those two because I saw Black Sheep first, and like Tommy Boy is a lot better movie. But I was in denial. I was like. Trying to be the contrarian, like no, Black Sheep's better for a long time. Yeah, and I eventually came around. Like Tommy Boy's a lot better. Well, Black Sheep has his big roll down the hill. 
Yeah, 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 that, yeah. That's an amazing <laughs> they, thing. They really leaned in on um, the physical comment. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> did. Awesome. Well, so you, you were raised on the right movies then. Yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, I'd like to say have some sort of interesting view, but <laughs> very just like 90s kid. Yeah. Yeah, awesome. Yeah. I've got two random questions for you because I know that you've lived in all parts of the country. Potato cake or potato scallop? Oh, you're going to get me in trouble here. Uh-huh. <laughs> Um, whatever's available. No. <laughs> that's that's my answer for um the whole like you know people get worked up about what to call parmigiana. Yeah, and I'm just like, let's all just eat it and get along. <laughs> but but no, so I, I don't want any drama when it comes to parmigiana. That's a nice little rhyme. But definitely, I'm I'm scallop. I'm full team scallop because cake is sweet. That's my belief. Like, yeah, right. At least it's yeah. a mud cake. Yeah. <laughs> have you have you actually heard there's a third nominee has entered some because now people will say is it scallop cake or fritter? Yeah, I don't know where it calls it that, but no, but I think that, it was is it Perth? I think WA call it fritter. Is it in well, Perth? Is it maybe? Probably they're Perth pretty weird over there. <laughs> WA has spearmint milk. That's a WA only thing. Yeah, which right. I yeah. I don't really get into. No, no. I'm, I'm not a big a mint. Shot. I'm not a big mint guy because okay. makes me think of toothpaste. <laughs> <laughs> well, we just recently scored some chocolate toothpaste. I've tried it. Have you? That sounds good. <laughs> I did try it's it. It's Delicious. It only tastes like chocolate right at the beginning, <laughs> and then and then I I doubt its toothpaste qualities. I was like, am I am I getting a good clean here? <laughs> yeah, but that's like that's the same with like any of these sort of um special edition beers or any because it's like yeah. the initial. You taste it initially, and then it's just <laughs> like like um, Blue Heaven Big M. Mm. You're like, what is blue, what is the like? I like this. I like that it's blue, but I don't know what the taste. Blueberry. I don't actually. Blueberry. I, is that what it is? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I've never, I've never, I've been able to single it out and go blueberry. So speaking of Big M's, like, what are your thoughts on the little hole for the straw in the front? Yeah, I, I try to use that whenever <laughs> I can. <laughs> but they are handy when you got a metal straw. Yeah, but I have like as a kid, I always had trouble getting the the fucking thing open, like the the spout. It would never wrong do it. Wrong side or just yeah, wrong yeah. side <laughs> just would never do it. But then and then they introduced the whole thing, and then fifty. I reckon it's a good fifty fifty. You peel it open and you don't get enough of it, and you can't get the straw through. Yeah, like heartbreaking. <laughs> Absolutely Tackling heartbreaking. The well, the yeah. the spout thing. If you stuff it up, it's no good because it's just going <laughs> yeah, everywhere. That's right. Yeah. Alrighty. Well, there we go. There's some introduction for you. Let's do this. Let's um, let's talk about some of your favorite movies. We're going to kick off with some action movies. You've already said Terminator yeah. Two. So, what are other go-to action movies when you're in your downtime? So, my like this is probably my. I've come around to realize it's my favorite movie overall. Point Break. Yeah. I'm a huge Point Break. Absolutely. Guy. Yeah. Yeah. So that's number one. Um, Last Boy Scout. That's another Oof. favorite. Oh, Last Boy Scout. What a banger! Yeah. Because I actually I I'm a fan of American football as well. So that so, ties in. And it's, it, it, it is a yeah. Christmassy movie, isn't it? <laughs> it's set at Christmas. I think it is. Yeah. I, I'm not. I don't. Yeah. I it's know. hard to tell. It's in Florida, so it, it's they're all it's Shane Black. So there's a good chance it will yeah. be. Yeah. Yeah. That that's actually saying that that's quite interesting because I was it he was record. Pay for a script or something like that. Yeah, yeah. But I find that interesting because you don't often hear discussion about like a star script writer, you know. Here, yeah. yeah. And then, in my mind, the '90s were like 
studio execs like get me Pitt, get me cruise <laughs> yeah. you know it sounds funny to be like get me shane black you yeah know? that's right yeah. but and he was the, he was the hot script and writer. who was that hot script writer that wrote elf and then he he blew it all away on drugs and they <laughs> made that movie with ben stiller about him permanent midnight Oh yeah, he was. I was thinking of Joe Esterhouse, but he. Oh, him too. Him he too. was a big one. Well, the only other rem- showgirls. The only other, I don't know if they were a writer, but the only other person I can remember mm. in that sort of, of of having hype was um, Shyamalan M Night M Night Shyamalan. Oh, yeah, yeah. Shyamalan yeah. Ding Dong is what yeah. we call it. Yeah, because <laughs> there was like like I said, you don't often hear discussion, but that was people were like. And there was mystery around him, like who is this M yep. Night, and and also yeah, it was like. But and that's how you Sixth describe. Sense wasn't it? Yeah, that yeah. was yeah. the big one. Yeah. But that's how you describe movies. You'd be like, it's Play School, but as like directed by M Night Shyamalan, <laughs> and you everyone would go, I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah. Like whatever that movie happened to be. And it, and it's such an important thing. The script, you know. Mm. Obviously, <laughs> if they got not nothing good to say. Well, back but... then, M. Night Shyamalan was also writing Stuart Little. Um, people yeah. don't know he did treatments for the fourth Indiana Jones. Like he was, his name was on everything. It's like um, what's his name? The eight mil, not eight millimeter. What I'm thinking <laughs> of um, who's the guy that does this, produces all the Star Trek movies now. Oh, oh, um, J.J. Abrams. J.J. Abrams yeah. was writing regarding Henry and yes. stuff. Oh my god, I forgot about that. Ah, oh, fantastic. All right, well, before we kick on, um, we're going to play a song. This is a very uh, goxy kind of song. I chose this one just for you, mate. Oh, thank you. <laughs> golden Gay Time <laughs> by the Bedroom Philosopher. And it, it's not just ga- Golden Gay Time. It's <laughs> in there too. Oh, I love a good, uh, I love a meat pie Golden Gay Time combo. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not one to make a statement. I'm anything but blatant of life. I am but a quiet member. But I'll never forget that day when out in the open it all came Had to be that one day in September We'd lost our footy final, so on the school bus we all piled Broken, battered, bloodied and bemused The only consolation from the complete ego deflation Would be a hot pie from the shop we couldn't lose Timo got a four and twenty And Tomo he bought plenty And Simo even got a sausage roll but despite the rejection I risked with my selection, I couldn't help but feel like something cold. I bought a gay time, golden gay time. Cause this time it felt like the right time. Gay time, golden gay time. They give me such a hard time for what I'd done. I just felt like ice cream wrapped in biscuit crumbs. The shopkeeper looked shifty as I handed him a dollar fifty And all around me time seemed to freeze It was like a western movie with the villain and his groupies Death stare in my iced confectionery What do you think you're doing? It was Tomo he was spewing Dirt flying off his footy spurs What's this game you're playing? Is there something you're not saying? You can't have that for lunch, it's absurd I bought a gay time, a golden gay time This time it felt like the right time Gay time, golden gay time Give me such a hard time for what I'd done I just felt like ice cream wrapped in biscuit crumbs we all got back on the bus and everyone was in a real huff My best mate Wade wouldn't sit next to me Tomo was the leader, he kept calling me Ice cream eater I chose to take that literally There was only so much I could take Tomo's voice was giving me an ice cream headache I didn't know whether to scream or spew So like the only way to stop it 
was to point out that stain in Tomo's pocket. Oh. <gasps> what? Oh. <coughs> He'd bought gay time, golden gay time. This time it felt like the right time. Gay time, golden gay time. They give me such a hard time for what I'd done. I just felt like ice cream wrapped in biscuit crumbs No longer will I settle for a billabong I'm so proud to sing my gay time eating song Alright, so before we get on to the next question about movies um, I want to know what's your favourite cinema food? Oh, I'd go past a choc top Yeah, but which one? Not the mint one, obviously <laughs> <laughs> Choctaw, I know popcorn's an obvious answer, but um, my problem with chop, uh, popcorn is like, get to, you know, the trailer's almost finished. I'm you finish your popcorn? Yeah. See, but my problem with the Choctop is I have almost no facial awareness. So when I finish eating <laughs> the Choctop and I come out and I've just got this like <laughs> shit eating kind of like look because yeah. all the chocolate's just rubbed off on my face. Yeah, see, my like, my the, philosophy on popcorn though is like, I, I, you know this. I only eat it until it gets stuck somewhere in my mouth or teeth, and I stop. I can't yeah. do it anymore. <laughs> uh, Chloe mixes her Maltesers with uh, popcorn when she goes to cinema. I just cut a hole in the bottom and then offer it to everyone. <laughs> is that wrong? <laughs> no, not when I'm with you. In the nineties, that was okay. It's yeah. just not okay now. <laughs> All righty. So you have to get. Look, in, in, in all honesty, you had to get right down to the bottom of the popcorn for it to make any difference. Yeah. <laughs> so, see, now they're all like, they're like, don't don't waste that paper. You got to recycle it. Recycle it, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, all right, well, let's switch genres and, and talk thrillers. Are you a thriller person? Are you into those? Yeah, love my thriller. So, what's a what's an all time favorite? Um,. So well, it is. It is an interesting subgenre, isn't it? And like, what it's probably the hardest to construe what it is, right? Mm. But um, you have to be thrilled, I guess. <laughs> yeah. But so, so, like I said, um, I'm now saying Point Break is my favorite movie. For a long time, I was saying Fargo. Yeah, oh, mate. Does that? I don't know. Does that come under thrill? Absolutely, like, and that's in my top five for sure. Because that's um, also like Cohen. Cohen brothers are my favorite filmmakers, mm. and. They do that where you can't pigeonhole them, their movies. Yeah. And it's like, well, it's not a comedy per se, but there's funny parts. In fact, they would be what other writers describe their movies to be. It's kind of yeah, Coen Brothers. It's Coen Brothers esque. Yeah, well, the reason right. I say thriller because like, who done it? It's pretty clear. Like, yeah. Yeah. That, that's what's interesting about it. It's like, um, spoiler alert if you haven't seen Fire, by the way. But it's like, it's, been long it's pretty. It's interesting in that it's it's a who done it, but you know it's William Macy, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. So yeah, know. it's not about it's not about it's who a how done it. How. Yeah, that's right. It's not about who done it. It's will they get caught? Yeah, yeah that's yeah. right. You're yeah. darn tootin'. <laughs> <laughs> Such a magical film that one. And it, yeah, well, that's obviously when I say it's one of my favorites, I'm going to be biased, but I'm going to say anything is good about it. But I do believe like there's so many great parts to it. But the casting, right? Like perfect. Yeah. It's like Macy yeah. as the bumbling buffoon. Perfect. Yep. Yep. Uh, Mick Dorman did a great job of that. Yep. 
My my her, favorite. Yeah, her husband was great in that oh, role. And yeah. then Steve Buscemi and yeah. Oh and, yeah, but yeah. And, uh, the two cooks. Peter, I always call him Peter Stamare, but it's yeah. just Stone. Oh yeah, yeah. He's brilliant. It's just <laughs> he's that great. Quite, and still can play that game. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and one of those like. He doesn't even say that much. Yeah, well, yeah. He doesn't. Exp- he, it's almost that like sounds like a cop out, but it's like less, less is. Yeah, more. because Stevie Chemi's yeah. a chatterbox. Like, yeah, he's just like, what's he <laughs> gonna do? What's he gonna do? Like, I think all yeah, all he said wasn't. Then we go pancakes house. <laughs> yeah, like, that's about it. That's his then only he bangs line. some chicks in the motel yeah, room <laughs> together. <laughs> yeah. But the thing that I loved most that I only discovered recently is the guy that plays William H Macy's father-in-law. Mm. That's Harve Presnell. Yep. he is the guy that sung. They call Lewin Mariah in Paint Your Wagon. Like, he used to be a Broadway guy. And then he's like, I just know him as the dad. There's so many parts to their movies. It's like, where do they get all these people? Like, the casting is just brilliant. I like, my yeah. favourite character in the whole thing is when the uh, the old friend from high school rocks up. Oh, Michael. The, the Chinese yeah. person. Yeah. so lonely. Yeah. <laughs> it's so, such a great scene, though. And she's clearly like, she's like eight months pregnant. But the thing is, that scene's irrelevant to the story. But yeah. it, yet, without that scene, like, her character is entirely different. Yeah. But, um, no, how about you sit back over there? Yeah. <laughs> I love so it. her and her husband watching, Norm. like, Nightcrawlers. Norm. The the yeah the the worms yeah his stamp only got like yeah. the one center yeah <laughs> <laughs> awesome what about I mean are you into the the nineties um thrillers like your Fatal Attractions Basic Instincts that sort of stuff yeah yeah like that those um yeah the erotic thrillers oh that's all that's, we've had an erotic thriller episode recently we did, <laughs> the, we did. that's Ben's jam <laughs> but that's I always find with thrillers it's real it's a real fine line with a lot of horror yeah. Like, yeah. is it a thriller? Is it like copycat? Is it a thriller or is it a horror movie? Yeah. It depends on how hard they push the tropes, I think. I guess. Yes. Yeah. How much does, does Robert Downey Jr. lick the knife? If he licks the <laughs> knife, it's a horror film. If he doesn't lick no, the knife, it's, it's a... Um, oh, no, so uh, Harry Connick Jr., yeah, that's, that's right. right. Yeah, that, like, you know, I was talking about for, like, what's, what's the criteria? So it's like, you know, action. You could say, what's well, got to have action going on. But, yeah, thriller is like, um, for example... Um, something like falling down. What would you put that into? You know? Yeah, Ooh, that well, good question. Where would you put that? Where when we had video stores, where, where was would that? you put it? Yeah, I think in I the, had it in Thriller. To be honest with you, I we would have probably put it in Cult, which and the Cult section was the, the miscellaneous where you couldn't figure out where else to put it. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, and speaking about nineties, and as you mentioned, I do some stand up comedy, so. I was talking with someone recently about this with um, looking back at like old stand-up comedy, obviously you got to put it into context of the time. Yep. And there were these people like Bill Hicks who were like, it doesn't quite hold up that great, but he would have been quite mind-blowing. And so I'm linking this back to movies, don't worry. So <laughs> so something like um, Falling Down and also recently I saw Con Air in the oh cinema. Yeah. So my link to all of that is... Um, Bill Hicks was doing a lot of this like you know like maybe maybe where the weirdos going nine to five to the office you know that yeah and yeah. watching those I found that so uh, again spoiler alert if you haven't seen Con Air check it <laughs> but you know um, in Fuck Con Air you if you haven't yeah. seen Con Air <laughs> yeah. yeah well you know in Con Air they build up like Basimi's this like he, you know he's not the like most of them are like big. is he is he he's not Cyrus the virus. What was he was no the, he was he, he's, he's, he's like the, the Hannibal Lecter sort of yeah, yeah he's the one in the face mask with the little yeah. girl with the doll yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. but that's why because there's all these crims who are like muscle bound they're like oh they'll bash you yeah he's the like Lecter like oh he'll pull you like yeah, rip yeah. off you but anyway so the girl that scene with the girl where she's like 
are you a weirdo, mister? And he's, it's very 90s. This is what I'm getting to. Yeah. It's very 90s. to. I forget the exact wording, but basically the vibe is like, am I weird? Maybe going to work nine to five on the high. Because like, yeah. that That's was the weird. same that falling down dealt yes. with, wasn't it? Yeah. Where it's like, and in hindsight, he overreacted a bit. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Although every time I go into a Macca's and I yeah. look at the burger. Yeah. yeah. What, well, what's on the picture and what's in my hand? The, funny, the funniest bit for me about falling down was like, when he goes to the gang area and he's like, it's it's trying to pose these questions, but it's like, you know, like some of them are like, what's wrong with society? Why are we in fast? And then he's like, why are gangs not friendly? Or something? Yeah, yeah. yeah like that's how gangs work, buddy. Like, you know. It, it, it touched on a lot of new social issues at the time. Yeah. Um, it's an amazing well, that's thing. what I meant by at the time, but some things don't hold up. Yeah, it's a very uh, vague link, but yeah. So like, but that's what I love. I love films that don't hold up now because that makes them timestamps. Like it's a it's a moment in time that they've captured, and you can go back and yeah. it's almost like a history lesson the way yeah. we used to be. Yeah, well, um, that's what I was doing, trying to link all those where it's that Bill Hicks type of like, yeah, yeah. Um, maybe we should look at ourselves and question like, <laughs> why have yeah, we yeah. not seen a Bill Hicks biopic? <laughs> yeah, who would play Bill Hicks? Edward Norton. No, no. <laughs> no. Well, um, I'm saying he probably would. <laughs> yeah, he would. Probably, yeah. probably would. I'm not saying he's the best choice because <laughs> it's it's yeah. got the it touches on a bit of that Joker type. Yeah, yeah, yeah. totally. Oh, that's a, that's a new podcast we need to do. Is just well, recast. that's a, it's interesting. Um, what I was just talking about because almost Joker's almost coming back to that, like because a lot of people were saying King of it's Comedy like he's clearly co- crazy, right? Yeah, but there was always those people going like. Maybe he was, yeah. Crazy is just one step away from Sam. Yeah, Sam. that that thing. Yeah, because yeah. yeah. they also were. It was a bit like falling down, where they like they tried to show like um, it was deserved. Like yeah, the, yeah, 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 yeah. It's yeah. all about um how far a man's pushed in society and yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> yeah, yeah. it's not any one thing. It was a string of things that yeah. kind of sent him over the edge. Yeah, but again, I, the same as falling down. It's like no, you cannot shoot a. <laughs> A yeah. TV host because he laughs at you. Or yeah, that's you. right. Yeah, um, but he, he just snapped, didn't he? he snapped. Again, spoiler alert. <laughs> yeah, the, uh, his bra didn't, didn't fit, and he wasn't going to take it anymore. Well, I mean, I forgot until now that um, Robert Duvall's in that. He's the cop. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. No, I completely forgot. <laughs> yeah, overshadowed. I only remember the scenes of because because of thanks thanks to clips on YouTube when you can watch a full movie in ten clips. But all the clips are just Michael Douglas yeah. going nuts. And Frederick Forrest, he's the ammo guy in the yeah the, right the, the ammo supply store. It's an all-star cast. I know. We need to revisit that one. Let's have a movie night, yeah. Ben. Any other thrillers that I'm, stand I'm out? glad I'm of, of some use. I'm probably going to speak a lot of rubbish, but no, I, no, but no. You guys, you've, you've made more sense on this show yeah. than we have in the last two or three years. <laughs> it's like if I could take something out of today, I got used to look into falling down. Falling down again. <laughs> yes. Well, we definitely will be doing and, that. And um, the interesting link to that is uh, The Simpsons, Frank Grimes is meant to be heavily inspired. Yeah. Oh, yeah, right. Yeah. Damn. Got the, the flat top. And yep. <laughs> Far out. There's, there's another podcast. Let's link Simpsons to movies. To there's movies. Plenty, yeah, plenty that's of, all. Plenty Simpsons episodes. did it. No. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. Um, okay, well, then the, la- the the logical jump from thrillers would be horrors. Yeah. Um, do you get into this genre much? Yeah, well, my absolute favourite, um, and again, from the, the VHS era, um, Shocker. Oh, oh yeah. wow, with yes. Mitch Pileggi. Yeah. My God, that's, um, that's a favourite amongst us. That, I mean, that was always the thing. I remember when X-Files kind of started and he appears on it and you're like, Shocker's yeah. like a deputy director of the FBI. Like, he's a yeah. serial killer. I know. <laughs> and I was talking with you guys 
I don't know if it's all right to talk about things we're talking about off air. Yeah, go for but it. But I was telling you about um, a recurring sort of nightmare for me is because one of the worst things is is like mistrust of family, right? And the whole like Terminator 2, uh, mm-hmm. you know, is uh, morphs into the family. And yep. yeah, so like Shocker kind of follows those same yep. of um, someone looking like a thing and then being being something yeah, else yeah, yeah yeah so they made or Wes Craven made Shocker apparently to kick off a new franchise he wanted the guy from Shocker to be the new Freddy Krueger it just didn't, Mitch, didn't work didn't, Mitch, Mitch Poli- yeah, yeah. yeah yeah could have worked <laughs> could have worked didn't just but um, didn't. that's a great movie though um, that terrified me as a kid yeah yeah that and People Under the Stairs were the two I connected with and Wes I, Craven back People Under the Stairs yeah. yeah you know it's like when you're a kid like some imagery really stands out and I know, like, um, as a kid, sort of seeing, um, like, rock and metal band logos and shirt. I don't It must have been that thing. I think Metallica have something with lightning and the... And oh, the yeah. uh, no, no, um, and the whole, like, electric chair, too. Yeah. You know? yes. Something about electric chairs, I guess... We don't have it in Australia. It's a very like American. Well, Daft Punk had a liquid metal album logo. Like, is it maybe yeah. the liquid metal that's a? That yeah. So in you? in my mind, like sort of that imagery, like lightning, because that was the the poster. If you know, Shocker is the yeah 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 the electric him in yeah. the jumpsuit in the, the orange jumpsuit with yeah. the in the electric chair. It was um like I know it's a movie show. We shouldn't be going over <laughs> into music too much. Do but it. on my street, like as a kid, there's um. Down the street, a couple of houses uh, where the the gutter is. What do you what do you call that? Just the not Curb, gutter. The yeah, curb, like yeah. um. Anyways, the kid who'd lived there. This is like early nineties. Had written all these rock bands into the concrete logos. So there was Mate, like awesome. Metallica, ACDC. I'm all the biggest bands in the world. Yeah. And as a kid, you don't you're not really exposed to that when you're like seven or eight, like. How do I? How that was my first. So, so later in life, you discover these yeah, bands and you'd flash yeah, back and to it, the yeah. Logos. So all that yeah. imagery to me of like sort of Shocker and Metallica. Yeah, yeah, yeah see, I used to just draw dick and balls. You had that uh, Jonah Hill disease from Superbad. <laughs> yeah. Well, that, see, dick and balls stand the test of time. Like, <laughs> yeah, right. It's not quite a timestamp, you know. Yeah, it's every. Everyone doesn't yeah. matter. Doesn't matter what generation you're from. You recognise that that yeah, dick the caveman was throwing yeah. yeah. dick and balls on the. Cave. <laughs> 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 All right. What are some other horrors? Um, what was the first horror you remember seeing as a kid? Um, oh, that's a tough one. <laughs> <laughs> Ghoul, uh, ghoulies and uh, Freddy probably Kruger shocker. Yeah, I remember Ghoulies as well. Um, does Gremlins count? Bloody yeah, Oath it does. Yeah. Um, yeah, Gremlins. That was terrifying as yeah. a kid. It's, Loved it's, it, it's, it's almost like. You've got your different, like, a horror is either going to be this or that. And then there's a classic, as everyone knows, is like the good looking teenagers at like a, a summer camp or a high school, they're going to get killed. <laughs> so it's either, but that's usually like a Freddy Krueger type or yep. Um, yep. Jason from Hell. Absolutely. That's one type. And then you've got sort of, um, what would you call gremlins like sort of creature feature versus slashes for the other yeah, ones yeah, yeah. it's just this i think horror is the one genre with so many subgenres Some, yeah, more than any more other. than any other yeah, yeah. yeah the slashes the creature features the body horrors yeah the kind of the thrillery type ones the yeah. alien, even the you know <laughs> i guess yeah and like freddy krueger that was pretty scary like as a kid yeah i remember just remember the ad for Nightmare on Elm Street with the centipede coming yeah, out of Yeah, and yet the, that yeah. wasn't in the movie. Not in the movie, no. but that, just the centipede coming out of her mouth terrified me. Just seeing the ads for the, because they would do those kind of 
marathons, yeah. mm-hmm. at, you know, starting at 10 o'clock. Nightmare on Elm Street on Channel 9. <laughs> well, because like, I, I remember at the video shop, obviously, you're like, you get you get what you want to get, but you'd also, you know, like shuffle around looking yeah. at different cases. And, and like, obviously, I probably, I was, I was probably too young to get horror. I can't remember hiring many horror. So it was a lot of just seeing the cases of them. And like, they, that's what I was saying again with imagery. It's quite vivid in my mind. I remember some like, yeah, there was like a basket case. You remember that? Oh, basket? yeah, basket yeah, case. Children of the Corn. All these like that I didn't actually see, but just just the covers. You're yeah. uh, you're speaking a language. Yeah. yeah. Well, see, for me, because I was a little pervert. <laughs> the horror emphasis the, at, on was. <laughs> was. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, uh, I'm coming on this show roasting you guys. <laughs> it's uh, it's funny because it's true. It's uh, usually yeah. self-deprecating. Yeah. Over there. But at Movie Land in Oakley. They had clear plastic shelves yeah. for the tapes. And the horror section was on in one little kind of alcove. And the alcove next to it was the porn section that you were, I was never allowed in. But if you took the front covers, if you took the covers of the, of the horrors off the yes. shelf, you could see right through oh. to the backs of the pornos on the other shelf. So... My whole you crack the code, mate. My whole knowledge of horror just comes from, <laughs> like yeah. you know, behind Nightmare on Elm Street is uh, Jack does Jill. <laughs> <laughs> you know, That's and a I, classic. I'd remember him. If somebody put him back, I'm like, hang on, Debbie does Dallas wasn't behind Worms. This is yeah. ridiculous. <laughs> Someone's been moving the pornos around. <laughs> <laughs> and I always wonder, like, you know, obviously it's like you've got to be 18 plus or whatever. And then how did it work for like? If there's a kid, like a teenager working in the shop, like are they able to deal yeah. with the cases sort of thing? <laughs> yeah, I had a friend who worked at a video store when he was 16 and he, he was allowed to... Yeah. <laughs> not allowed to watch half the movies he was renting out. Yeah, yeah. But it's like serving cigarettes to people though. Like you have to be of a certain age. So like, yeah, to do they it, didn't yeah. care about movies back then. Who was peddling well, them? I mean, that, and that was always the thing too. Like I remember you have parents come up and they, they, they'd they hold up a movie, like be R18 and go, is this good enough? Is this okay for my 10-year-old? And you're like, well, it's R18. <laughs> like, yeah, but does it have sex in it? You're like, no, but it's pretty scary. Oh, it's, as long as it doesn't have sex, it's fine. <laughs> That's all they cared about. Little did they know, yeah, like the, what horror is going to do more damage than a... <laughs> than a yeah, than the, I've, the porno. I've shared this story to Ben on the show before, but I worked in a, a couple of video stores and one of them, we had a serial um, photographer in the store that would take Polaroids of his dick and put it in random VHS <laughs> covers. So that, And usually they were in family films, so we'd yeah. be you know, scanning out uh, like Disney movies and you'd open a cover and there's a <laughs> dick pic. And the thing is, he took these photos in the store because uh, we could recognise the backgrounds. That's like a... <laughs> It's like a full-on bad crime. Like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yes. It's like, it's one thing to like, yeah, oh, he's a bit mischievous. <laughs> he's like a really bad purr. Like. Yeah. But um, can I tell you my, again, like a lot of these like very vivid memories in my mind. Sometimes it's like, I have terrible short-term memory. <laughs> but, but so my memory of the local video shop, the first local video shop near us was... Um, this is a very like, you don't want to be, you know, you don't want to be one of those people like, oh, they used to take the time to make things better and like, they don't <laughs> make things like they used to. But this is definitely a thing that they, in modern times no one would do, right? So what it was, the new release video, they would paint it on the front window. Do you, yep. do you remember yeah, that? I do. Because I, I, I'm not sure if that was a common thing. Or it, was it, was like, the, yeah. it was the company sending people to do would it. Would send out to do it, yeah. yeah like Paramount a... Pictures would send yeah. out someone to That's do it. That's why I'm like, now you'd put up a poster. Or what? Yeah. It just seems like... And 
And they're some of them didn't look, look like like look. Exactly <laughs> they weren't that like, great. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But li- physically painting it on is crazy. Yeah. yeah. And they'd come up with a scraper yeah. after after that month. Yep. They'd scrape it off and put the new one on. Yep. Yep. Doesn't that just seem crazy? It does. Think about, like... like the amount of effort. But, but then... I mean, yeah, milk bars were the same. Like they were all painted on signs on the front window. <laughs> that's how you, and... and that's how you know that times are bad for milk bars now because all of those, all that stuff is old. Yeah, yeah. that's like right. it's all old and chippy. Like no one's coming a long time to <laughs> to replace that uh, you know Violet Crumble ad. Oh jeez. <laughs> Who misses a or milk the, bar? I do. Yeah, you know, the blue Chico Roll poster. Yeah. <laughs> do you know there was a Chico Roll uh, store at Southern Cross Station up until recently? What? Like just specialised? Yeah. It was like a take like a takeaway kiosk. Only Chico Rolls. Only Chico Rolls. Yeah. Right. No corn jacks? <laughs> Maybe. I never yeah. actually ate there, but I was like the smell of it when I walked past. Like it's just... Because oh. you can... Um... You can get them in the frozen yeah, section, section, like a four pack, 100%. and they come with the paper holders. Cool. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I just reckon that they should make a store that just sells all that old advertising, like with the Chico Roll kind of <laughs> calendars and stuff, and the Big M girls and the. Do you remember you could get the Big M puzzle that yeah. came in the in the Big M box and stuff like? You're it. making me ju- see. I, see, being a Queensland boy, <laughs> we didn't get Big M up there because because milks are more exclusive to your areas. But, right. But the Brisbane milk was called, well, I said it still exists. It's called Breaker. Right. But we had Breaker promo girls <laughs> yeah. that would appear at yeah. shops right. and stuff. And that's another thing, thing in the back of like, I don't want to be like, oh, PC gone mad, but <laughs> they wouldn't send yeah. out girls in no. swimsuits now no. to hand out milks. Like, no, the Chico Roll chick was always on a yeah. motorbike. <laughs> yeah. In a bikini. I mean, which is, if I you mean, have a Roll's felon, PC so, gone mad, yeah. I tell you. <laughs> if you had an accident, on a motorcycle wearing a bikini, you would never be able to wear a bikini again. It would have just it'd tear all your skin off. Completely impractical. The Chico Roll would survive though. The Chico Roll would be fine. 100%. The, the ambulance guys just like... It's, it's yeah, quite yeah. a funny sort of, uh, you know, making Chico Roll sexy. Like. <laughs> well, it's a phallic looking art. Food. <laughs> but it's, but it, like it used to be because, you know, every mechanic... If you went to a mechanic, yeah. there'd be like a nudie girl kind of calendar in the mechanics yeah. and stuff. Made sense. Yeah. 99% of the people in, in um, working at a garage would be men. Yeah. At the fast food, at the fish and chip shop, <laughs> it's families going in there, yet yeah. still. But I think, though, the Chico Roll is usually served at that shop around the corner from the mechanics. From the mechanics, you know, yeah. It's sort of spread. They come in at lunchtime for their... <laughs> yeah. uh, that was always the joke. Uh, a friend of mine, Larry, went to Sandringham High School. And around the corner was a fish and chip shop and they'd go down there for lunch sometimes. And every now and then they'd see like the a cop car speed past with the lights flashing and they'd get around the corner to the fish and chip shop and that's the cop car would just be parked there. And like, <laughs> yeah, that makes a lot of sense. They're in a rush to get to the chick- fish and chip shop. <laughs> oh, shit. So, so like if you were to go home tonight um, just to kick back, watch a movie, what would it be? Yeah, and you're putting the pressure. Um, <laughs> well, I do love, you know, love my comedies. So, well, there's a segue because that's the next. Yeah, next genre. Oh, well, I'll leave it comedies there. <laughs> um, well, I guess. So basically, the question is like, what's a movie you've seen a lot? Or, <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, when it comes to comedies, like we could just talk all day about you know, random, yeah. we're big on Adam Sandler comedies, Ben and I. Like, we particularly champion Hubie Halloween a lot. Yeah, <laughs> greatest Halloween movie ever made. <laughs> that's right. So that's our bag. And yeah. my number one film of 2023 was the new Adam Sandler one, the mm. Bar Mitzvah the, film. The you're not invited to my. Bar, so, well, here, bar, here's bar yeah. do you want my Adam Sandler take is. Uh, Bulletproof under under oh, underappreciated. Yeah. <laughs> like what? Isn't it like I get 
I was going to say, why do some things go through to the keeper? I guess quality is one thing, but yeah. there's also like marketing. But like, it didn't get pushed a lot because I think in a, especially in Australia, I don't know if in America it gets much interest, but I remember the early days of Sandler. I was a, I was still in primary school, and I. Oh, this is a bit embarrassing, but I'll say it. I, I uh, you know, I was a kid, but I, I used to get TV hits magazine. Yeah, and yeah. they were talking about this because you know, with internet, everything's super quick now. Yeah, with people used to talk about like this thing is on its way from America. Yeah, right? so TV hits were talking about this Adam Sandler who we didn't know about. Yeah, and they were like. I forgot the exact word, but they compared him to Jim Carrey. They were saying like skim milk Jim I Carrey. I know this firsthand because yeah. I, I lived in Canada for a while and I was there when they made Happy Gilmore in Vancouver and I was on the set watching oh, this awesome. guy. I didn't know who he was, but I watched them film the uh, the, the driving range scenes when he's doing the run up and hit. Yeah. And then I came, I watched it in Canada, came back to Australia and told all my friends, there's this movie called Happy Gilmore. You've all got to see it. No one here had heard of it. We got it, what, a year later? Yeah. Yeah. And then he, then he hit and it was just like he exploded. But that's because yeah. you remember, like, he's just like the, he's just like the third fiddle, the dumb guy yeah. from uh, Airheads. Yeah, that's yeah. right. You're like, who the hell is Adam Sandler? Like, <laughs> yeah. we didn't get SNL. We didn't even, we just yeah. like SNL even played on TV or anything. Yeah. We just got like um, compilation videos. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the te- yeah. Yeah. That's right. Like the best of Steve Martin and the, yeah. 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 And it, like, yeah. Like, looking in hindsight, you know, he was doing songs and things on SNL. So mm. super talented guy. Yeah. But yeah, at the time it was very like. Yeah. But you know what? I think Bulletproof probably came along when the Buddy Cop movie was heading towards video, like director video. So yeah. it didn't take off. But and it's with a Wayne's brother too. Oh. And you're like, who, is the, who was the star? The You'll Wayne's always be my bodyguard. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It was da- the guy from Major Pain was the yeah. star. I, I don't know how Damon Wayans is viewed now, but he was quite big in the 90s. Massive. Yeah. Massive. massive. Major Pain. <laughs> last Business voice. is good. <laughs> yeah. So. If he's in there, he ain't very happy. That was the best... <laughs> There's a monster in the closet. He played a few times a kind of like a sports hero, like Last Boy Scout. Yep. Um, yeah. yeah. Funny how he went into those characters when he came from Beverly Hills Cop doing the, the punsy little sort of you know, concierge yeah. guy. But the he was also guy, the fruit guy. He also had uh, in Living Colour. He was big and in Living Colour. Him and Jim Carrey were the kind of big breakouts from, yeah, yeah, yeah. from that comedy show. Yeah. So I think um, Bulletproof just went through the keeper. You don't hear much about mm. it. Yeah. Although they did a number two. What? 15 years later. Uh, yeah. Like, I didn't know about that. Yeah, yeah. there's a number two. It's, but it's not Sandler, is it? No. no, it's two new guys, but it's director video. It's, yeah, that Rene Rural director, you know, the guy that did... Um, the the Rural does all the director video sequels. <laughs> You're right. <laughs> Whatever. Uh, awesome. Um, who else? Who are some of your, like, your comedy heroes, like your Sandlers, your Chris Farley's? Yeah. Well, um, Farley is a huge one. Um, physically and <laughs> um, but yeah like obviously quite very sad what happened with him um, bit of a recurring theme unfortunately um, I, I started to realise and the, I don't know if you've read much about it, but like some of the people say he was a li- Farley was a little bit too obsessed with like Belushi oh he was yeah, yeah. yeah. and that was like 100%. like sort of had no fear about the early death and anyway that's probably <laughs> deep territory to be getting into but um Chris Farley, huge one. I love Jim Carrey. Well, when is when you talk about influence, you mean like on my own stuff or well, either or? Because because I love Jim Carrey, but I I wouldn't say I w- want to be known as like rubber yeah. face features or anything. <laughs> yeah. and he's quite unique in that too, in that like it's like he was great at that, but you wouldn't say you would like 
go looking for anyone else who does like yeah. facial contortions or no, no. it's just like it was it was almost like some some people there's an opening just for them. Yeah. Hundred percent. Yeah, because it's like I can imagine anyone else would be super annoying with their life. And people actually he got parodied a fair bit at the time. Yeah. In in other comedies and stuff. Well, I like, found it funny like when comedy parodies comedy. You know, yeah. Yeah. which they Well, they, like Seinfeld's one of the most yeah. like richest and popular ever and People love to do like, what is the deal? Like, yeah, they do all that, yeah. Uh, uh, it's actually, What's the it, deal with airline food? Yeah, well, that's in the comedy world. That's the big like go-to for like observational humor. It's like airline yeah. food. Uh, I always say, <laughs> I want to like find the very first time a lot of these cliche ones were done. Because there's actually um, another one is um, there's a Hey Hey It's Saturday with Vince Sarandi. And, oh. he, and he says... Um, they should make the whole plane out of the fl- the black box <laughs> recorder because that's another like the the flight thing where it's been done a lot. Like yeah, yeah. I still love Vince. I saw Vince. I worked as a as a waiter for for a while as a, a for an agency, mm. and we did a, a corporate gig at Crown Casino, and Vince Sorrenti was the comedian, and Paul Anker was the musical act for this. It was like a sewerage company or something, mm-hmm. but yeah, and we had. It was a it was a buffet, so it was help yourself. So we had all, all we had to do was make sure the drinks were topped up. So we had no work to do. I just got to watch Vince Sorrenti for yeah. for you know do do he's, his twenty. Well, minutes. that's sort of I shouldn't say. <laughs> <laughs> he's just <laughs> that's some work in itself. No, no. <laughs> he's just finished Sorry, the Vince. tour. He's just finished the tour. Yeah. Like, he came back, but, but um, <laughs> talk, yeah, very much before I was talking about time and a place and context. Yeah, and I guess like that sort of stuff was. Mind blowing in the eighties and nineties. Mm. Elliot Goblet was always my uh, <laughs> my hero. It was very underappreciated. I thought. I just remember. I just remember being so totally shocked when I found out that the the goatee was drawn on. <laughs> it's like well, you mean it's it not real? Wasn't it first? Yeah, but it was just. A, it was because you had you had CRT TVs. It, they weren't that uh, clear. You couldn't tell. <laughs> well, like, um, I probably you know I pro- I probably shouldn't say this because some people would say I'm very. One note or whatever. Um, hey, back off! I got two notes, but <laughs> but acts like that are very like yeah. once yeah. you get past the like, oh okay, mm. it's monotone. It's kind of like they they need a second phase in their career, like you know, otherwise it's just yeah yeah. Just That's what Steady Eddie couldn't. You get, <laughs> had that one bit. He's still going. I think. He's still, yeah. he's still going. Is he touring up north? I, I think um, I up, love up him. around Queensland. He's on and off, but awesome. Yeah. I used to love him. But uh, yeah, talking of influence, um, Eric Banner was a yep. And and he's actually like very to see him go from early days mm. full frontal and all that to like what he's done is like good on him. <laughs> did he do did he do stand up? Was he a stand up guy or just a, like see, a sketch? See, guy? I'm I actually don't know a lot about him, and I'm intrigued and not intrigued enough to research, but <laughs> but I do um, no because like me myself, I'm I, I'm loving the acting stuff I'm doing and. I am interested in like, was he formally trained? And because myself, I'm not. You know, like, <laughs> yeah. I can follow that footstep. <laughs> I'd love to be like a whole corrupt. <laughs> but you look at like something like Chopper is just mind blowing, right? Yeah, yeah. Like talk about inspired casting. No one could have possibly predicted that. But, um, it's interesting because obviously he went to Hollywood, right? But then I wonder, would like, did they all over there? Did they see Chopper and go? Like, well, he got cast in Black Hawk Down because of Chopper, I believe. Yeah, right. Um, Ridley Scott. Because it, it. it could be one of those cases of 
You just need to impress the one it's person. It's the same with... So it's like a lot of America probably didn't see each other. It's fluke because um, Russell Crowe broke America because Sharon Stone saw him in Romper Stomper. Wow. And cast him in Quick and the Quick Dead. Quick and the Dead. So, you know, it's just about a... That just go to the one person, well, Just right? wait for yeah. one person to see Emu War, the right person. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's like... Because I do, like... I was thinking, what does that... Like, Chopper wouldn't mean what it does to Americans that he does to us, right? Yeah. yeah. And I wonder if... Whenever people do a listing of, like, say, great body transformations, it yep. probably doesn't get thought of. But it would be right up there with, like, what... Well, Christian Bale's done some insane ones. Oh, <laughs> yeah. But that's, you know... When you think about Mel Gibson, yeah, like Mad Max came yeah. out here, and it was just it's shocking be- at the time it, too. Yeah, Mad Max was nothing in America, but then he did mm. Road Warrior, mm. huge Ooh. over there, and Ooh, then wow. that's how he. But he, they know they never heard his actual voice. No, that's right because they because they dubbed it. In well, America. I guess a lot of these things, and like I said, it's probably out there if I research. <laughs> yeah. I was going to say someone should. I want things just brought to me, like yeah. yeah. But someone, sh- I'm you know, like I said, it's probably out there, but. I would like to know more about that with, with Eric Banner and that too, like the process of like, mm. um, it must have been quite shocking at the time because it's a fair while ago now, but like even... Well, his like, shoot to fame was very quick. He was, yeah. he was slingshot into Hollywood really. And like I remember seeing those um, behind the scenes videos of him and Chopper reading Tasmania, like getting into character. Mm. And there's no way you could foresee that he would be the next Hulk or next big, you know. But also you think of people who kind of steal the scene and Full Frontal had a great cast. Mm. But even amongst all of them, like Michaela stood out too, but Banner was always, always like... Yeah. Stood out with yeah. his like Raymond and Poiter, John Chin. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So I guess for me, yeah, like Farley was a huge one. Jim Carrey, Eric Banner. Um, awesome. Yeah. Well, you you touched on something there. I'd actually like to ask you about sketch comedy. What's like? What do you think's the ultimate sketch comedy program? Going all the way back to your Pythons up until you know the more recent yeah. stuff. What what to you is like the the go to? I, I was a huge Full Frontal fan. Mm. Um, actually got onto it quite young too because being a 90s kid, I, I think it was like 95, around the midnight. See, I think we were fast forward kids, right? Because it was fast yeah. forward. Yeah. I was always Comedy Company, oh, yeah. which was like the rival. Yeah. They had comedy well, Company was Channel 10, Fast Forward was Channel Well, that's the 7. thing. You're, you're going to be swayed towards what you grew up with. I yeah, think. Yeah. And yeah. So when Full Frontal was big, I was like 11, 12, that sort of thing. Yeah. Which is quite young to get into it, actually. I remember, um, not that things weren't like fully going over my head, but like they're, you know, like they're doing like John Howard impressions, and I'm like, mm. when you're 11, you're not thinking about <laughs> yeah, politics. Yeah. That's the boring <laughs> stuff. Like, <laughs> I was just like, he, yeah, he does have big yeah. bushy eyebrows. Like, <laughs> <laughs> well, that's political. Yeah, uh, satire for you. Like, oh, take something they've got and, and magnify yeah, it. Absolutely. But um, yeah, for me, full frontal, and then. After that, a few years later, was like there was another glut of them. So there was like Skid House, yes, got Ronnie, to work Ronnie with Jones. Damien Cullinan, yeah. which is great. And then Channel Nine had Comedy Inc. and that's right. Um, mm. Russell Crowe had his own. I oh, not Russell Crowe. <laughs> Russell <laughs> Gilbert. Yeah, slightly oh, different yeah, level Russell. of. Yeah, got my Russells mixed up. <laughs> slightly different level of fame. Um, <laughs> I miss Russell so much. I I uh, Google him all the time to see is he, is he coming is back? He still is he doing? coming back? Yeah, it's like Kim Gingell. Russell I Gilbert. thought he was dead, but he's yeah. not. Yeah. Um, he's yeah, yeah. There's a he's one of my all time. Do you favorites. do you remember? Um, did you guys watch Full Frontal? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you remember? Um, I think his name was Ross Williams, but I never seen him in anything else. He was bald and yeah. Fat. I used to see him 
where I live in um, Chadston, there used to be a shop called. Uh, it was like a military. It was where you'd go if you if you needed to buy to get uniforms and stuff for movies. It was oh, all yeah. military. Mm. They had a tank at the back. Yeah, mm. like a like a miniature kind That's of like tank. A prop sto- sure. It was a prop yeah. store kind of thing, yeah. but it was specialized in military paraphernalia. And I saw Ross Williams oh, that's on what... in the tank <laughs> at like doing it. I didn't realize it was a sketch for. He was actually so. Forward, front, he was great. Like he did these, um, and you know, with acting and whatever comedy, there's all different techniques and tropes. And he did this one. I remember um, where like this is a comedy trope where like you you continue talking and you don't stop and breathe or whatever like ages. Mm. And that was one of his things, you know. And then um, I think on the news thing, they were like, let's cross to the the financial guy. And he'd be like, and the FTSE 100, like he's just like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Like saying nonsense words. And he had heaves of great character. I remember one with Mikhailov where Mikhailov's character is like, like posh. He's like, tell us about what drink you have here. And um, he's he was a real rough from a bottle shop. He goes, mate, that's... He goes, that's poof to piss or something. <laughs> yeah. Sorry to sorry to say the word, you know, I'm I'm recreating. You know like that is just yeah. like super rough. So yeah, yeah. He, he was great, but um I forgot <laughs> how we got to that point. Oh, yeah. <laughs> no, oh, oh the thing about um so talking about Russell Gilbert Russell Gilbert also um makes me think of Hey Hey It's Saturday, yeah. right? Yep. Now what what he makes me think of the most is he would always be standing in the audience. Yeah, yeah. And, and have like a singer, it, yeah. it either talk to someone or, but it. This is my biggest, and there's a lot of things to take away from Hey Hey, but my biggest takeaway is that it was very ADD, right? There's so much going on. So like, like Daryl says something, then they cut to like, Blackman. Red would say yeah, something, yeah. and then um, Blackman's yeah. upstairs, yeah. and then. And Blackman would put words on the screen, and then he'd write yeah. a, do a drawing, and that'd pop up. And you got to think about that, like, and so, Dickie'd pop up, and they yeah, hit him. And so like, there's all these like people, and then I'm thinking, and maybe it, whatever it is, it's like cost cutting, whatever. But you wouldn't have just people like Russell's paid to stand there in the audience and say a zinger, right? Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. just like, what a beautiful era! Like, <laughs> absolutely, like, that show. I think the the positives far outweigh the negatives when it oh, comes yeah. to that show, and. The way, like you're saying, the way that was structured, though, like how tight it must have been, though, because you got Blackwood up in the booth, and yet he's connected to Dicky Knee. Like they have to be in sync with each other. Yeah, yeah, yeah. just an amazing thing. That's what I meant about hyper and yeah. ADD and like yeah, that. for sure. But um, I was a big uh, late show fan, DGen. Yeah, the DGen, yeah, big one. But I, like speaking of like half the time they would have politicians, they'd be doing like. Gareth Evans, you know, I don't know who the hell Gareth Evans is, but I, you know, or Jeff Kennett, like I'm like, oh, when they're doing the, the song at the, the end bonnet. of the, DJ? yeah, yeah. Joan, Kerner. The, Joan Kerner, like I knew who Joan Kerner was, <laughs> yeah, she but replaced I, John Kane. I think I was um a little bit too young for that, but then also like, I don't know what it is, but with comedy, like sometimes you can, f- I don't know if other people get this, but like you feel like you're not smart enough for things, <laughs> or like. <laughs> yeah. Like a lot of British comedy just was like, am I too dumb for this? That's why I like dumb comedy. Yeah. (laughs) But I was going to say, but then it's either that or it's a bloke in a dress. (laughs) (laughs) There's no in between in British comedy. It's almost like, you know, and then things like um, Frasier can feel like, I'm like, is this too smart for me? Like if it wasn't for the laugh track, you wouldn't know when it was funny. But I remember watching, like there used to be cartoon shows like The Raddies. Yeah. And it was Spike Milligan doing The Voice. Great show. he'd, run through all these like things like yeah, Jimmy Tarbuck's this and I'm like who's Jimmy Tarbuck yeah, yeah. you didn't like, I didn't kid. know who any of those yeah. celebrities like were <laughs> that he was like referencing 
Yes. Oh, that was always the thing with the British comedy. I was like, I don't know who they're talking about when they're making these these jokes. What about yeah. um, Kids in the Hall? Did you ever watch that? No, I didn't. No, that, um, that was like the be all and end. And, um, so in my like, so I forgot the exact ages around like tw- maybe 19, 20 or something. And then I got Foxtel. <laughs> that was like sort of pre, because now people find out everything internet. Mm. That was how I was like... I thought I'm finding out about things that other people weren't. You know, this is yeah. kind of like, I'm paying my 50 bucks a month. <laughs> but I was like, so massive Conan O'Brien fan. Love oh, yeah. watching the Conan O'Brien yeah. show. And then in hindsight, there was, like, they didn't have that much. I think I can make fun of it now, but <laughs> like the comedy channel. Mm, but there was yeah. little, like, repeating, like, whose line is it anyway? And, um, but I'd watch, like, Trailer Park Boys. That yeah, was yeah, cool. yeah. 100%. So, like, yeah, just finding little bits of, like, yeah, finding um, like I wouldn't say oh, I had like super weird or strange interests, but like a few things that not everyone was into. But then obviously the stuff that everyone was consuming, like The yeah. Simpsons, yeah. and yeah. But um, but then also, like I said, some some things felt like it went over my head, and because um, there's in the comedy industry or scene or whatever you want to call, it, there's almost this thing of like. You do comedy, you must have loved Seinfeld or whatever. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. I didn't get into it because being a 90s kid, so I'm like, that was what adults are watching, right? And like, yep. to me, that was like, these pretzels are making me thirsty. <laughs> like, now I get that whole, yeah, yeah. it's funny because nothing's going on. But at the time, I didn't get it as a kid. Yeah. So it's like, yeah. Oh I'm a big fan of Aaron Sorkin TV shows. And he had one called Studio 60 on the Sunset Strip, which was all about them making a. Saturday Night Night Live slash Letterman type yep. sketch comedy show, and throughout that show, he's always there. Always, talking, you know who the best who the who the best frat comedy guys were, Gilbert and Sullivan, <laughs> and all this kind of stuff. And you're like, really? <laughs> like it's and it's all 100 percent Aaron Sorkin's yep. what Aaron Sorkin thinks is funny, and they'd write these jokes and be like, that's very funny. And I'm like, is it? <laughs> I don't know if that's that doesn't sound funny to me. It's like a lot of you know, <laughs> yeah. and you realize. But he's not even known for humor, is he? Or no, 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 that's it. And there's a, a lot of the time, especially in those kind of shows, where you're like, it's, it's, it is like the mash. Like there's all that, there was always that thing about in Freaks and Geeks about mash. And he goes, take away the laugh track, yeah. and it's not mash is not a comedy. Yeah, that's yeah. right. Like you just you wouldn't know when to laugh because there's no jokes. Yeah, and and and, and that's um. There's almost like that modern resistance against the laugh track, right? Oh yeah, now everyone's. I remember it. um one of the early adopters of that was probably like Malcolm in the Middle when they were yep. like, there's this new show and the kid talks to the camera and there's no laughter and it's like, yeah. And then now, like, it's obviously done. Yeah, because then you got your Curb Your Enthusiasm. They all came along and they just did away with well, the that's, laugh I, track. I watched the the wrap-up of Have You Been Paying Attention on 10 Play yep. the other day because I, I hadn't, I think I actually had seen it when mm. I was watching it. I was like, but I was listening to it and I remember in the early seasons of that, you would hear like three or four people laugh and I'd be like, is this just in front of the crew or is there actually an audience there? And sometimes the camera would go around you see there actually is a, a small studio audience. Yeah. But that end of year thing, 100% can laughter, I reckon. Yeah. Like every joke had a big laugh and you're like, there's not that many people in that audience. <laughs> oh my goodness. Well, that, that pretty much brings us to the end of this special episode Look, we can't thank you enough for being here, mate. Like, it's been super fun chatting. What a way to go out with uh, a bit of mash. <laughs> <laughs> mash slander, yeah. yeah. 
<laughs> Take that, one of the biggest shows ever. Like. <laughs> Screw you, Alan Alda. There's, there's something funny about taking down massive things like... <laughs> yeah. Well, before we wrap up, though, what's 2024 looking like for you? Oh, mate, um, just continue on from the platform I've built. <laughs> but, yeah, um, like there's going to be a bigger release of Emu War, which is great, hopefully, because um, I think there was about seven or eight total screenings in cinemas, which is great, but very Get on small amount of people. Can't yeah. endorse it enough. Well, I appreciate you guys getting behind it um, mm. and... Um, so I'll be doing Melbourne Comedy Fest too. Um, Amazing. Nice. Talking about Conan and that sort of thing. It's it's going to be a parody of those. Um, I'm going to have a desk there, and I'm coming. Oh no, yeah. I'm yeah. coming. You guys should come on yeah. as a guest if you want. Yeah, <laughs> oh, no. doing, um, I don't know if you ever watched those. Oh, of course you like Conan. Let him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I want to do that. Like sometimes the first guest stays and hangs around, yeah, and sometimes yeah. they don't. Yeah, so. When I say parry, just going to copy everything. I, I come out, I do the stand-up monologue. The whole, the whole thing. Oh, amazing. Yeah. yeah. We'll so, so that's at Melbourne Connie Fest. And yeah, just hoping to tour around in general. If anyone's listening has a, a pub or a footy club or anything, I can... Happy to come along and perform. So, yeah, get in touch. But Brilliant. Yeah, your thanks. Pod, your yeah. podcast, let's pro- promote oh, that. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's called Have a Yarn With Me. Um, there's a picture of me in a big barn me. So. <laughs> <laughs> I love a good barn me. It's, yeah. um, it's, a, it's a great podcast that you have oh thanks mate. conversations yeah. are fantastic love them, love them. <laughs> i i know uh the, the professional and professionalism isn't great but i i think you said the other day you liked when i answered a phone call during, <laughs> but <laughs> <laughs> most podcasts would cut away while he takes the call but you can hear him in the background <laughs> yeah what well, no because i'm not good with tech believe it or not but <laughs> if you've seen all my stuff it's very lo-fi but i have someone that helps me to upload it which i'm stoked with yeah but I can't be too demanding. But can you edit it as well? So <laughs> I think he just puts it up as I, as I give it to him. But and, that uh, that was a great moment in that yeah. episode, though. Yeah, and and don't be too harsh on me. It's <laughs> it's only do, um, calls from my daughters that I answer, <laughs> and they're like, "Dad, can I have Makes some?" Makes sense. Money? Yeah, I'll be there in half an hour to pick you up. Okay, it's yeah. it's usually my daughter just asking if she can order KFC or something, yeah. <laughs> which is like. She's following in her dad's footsteps. <laughs> it's always <so>. a yes. <laughs> yeah. No, thanks so much, guys, for having me. Um, yeah. I appreciate it a lot. Being, uh, being keen to get you on the show for a long time, and we're glad we can dedicate this special episode um, to you because... I'm, I'm glad you're keeping the love of movies going, you know, if we don't support this scene. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, mate, well, thank you. We're going to close with another very uh, goxy kind of song. It's called Pub from the Cosmic Psycho. <laughs> um, nice day for a schnitzel. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which is every day. No. <laughs> thanks, guys. <laughs>